Hello and welcome to this episode of the 99p Gen Z podcast. I'm joined here by the lovely Connor Cook. Hello. And the lovely Lizzie O'Neill. Yay, I have <laughs> <laughs> We've full, full titles this week. Uh, yeah, you're deserving of full titles uh, because we're talking about a special thing today, something very interesting. We're talking about Instagram removing likes from its platform. It's not even a new topic either. It's. Um... It happened in July. It's mm. a couple of months old, but it's kind of filtering down to the British press because it didn't happen here. So yeah, people... it's, yeah. it's ongoing, and um, it seems to be getting more interesting as the sort of tests go down and people's responses have been really interesting. So if you don't know, basically Instagram has removed likes. You can still see um, who's liked your post, but you can't see who's liked other posts. Uh, you can still look at your metrics and engagement, but overall. Um, it tends to seems to try and take the sort of competitiveness out of Instagram, maybe. Um, well, I I thought it was more for the whole mental health. That kind of links into it. Yeah. Yes. You're feeling. I think there's a one aspect of like the very top level feeling in competition with your peers or even with celebrities and things like that. Um, yeah. But then that kind of feeds into the damaging nature of like the platform in itself because if you're not sort of in the sort of healthy competition, oh, I strive to create better content type way. A lot more of the time, it leads to feelings of like inadequacy and anxiety. Yeah, you, I definitely why get the aren't anxiety. I getting more likes or as many likes as them. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting. Um, so, Instagram and their sort of press statements on it have a lot of time been mentioning the pressure of content. So, mm. the pressure of providing you know this content for others to like um and they want to replace that with sharing things that that people love sharing your passion yeah. um the interesting thing to me is you know looking outside of the the health benefits on instagram's side is this a pr stunt are instagram invested in your mental health or is there an ulterior motive here what do you guys think yeah i mean Initially, I wouldn't say a company like Instagram or Facebook or any other ones are really that bothered about your mental health. I wouldn't think, I think only until it becomes an issue in the press, that's that's when they're going to start acting on it. So maybe that was what gave them the sort of kickstart to do this. Mm. But although ultimately, if people stop enjoying using your platform because it's making them feel awful every time they log on that's equally not a great business move in terms of like attracting advertisers like of course you've got the, the backlash in the press and stuff mm. like uh, there was a survey last year of um i think it's like 1500 or more <laughs> several thousand <laughs> young yeah. people um, and they kind of were asked to rate the, the like social media platforms in which they thought was the worst and best for mental health and instagram and snapchat came out way below everyone everything yeah. else uh, well, it's a lot more looks driven, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's image driven, and it's all about perfection yeah. and filtering and face tuning, and it can if you repeatedly look at that. Not only have you got the sort of curated life mm. effect that you get in all social media, like people don't post their awful days in general; they post their best the holidays, the big life moments, the yeah. stuff that's going to really trigger. You. Your well, sense of like anxiety. It, when Instagram first came out, it never used to be like this because people would just throw whatever you want on there. They'd be like toasted ham sandwiches that didn't even look that good. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's because everything's become a lot more professional, even for like amateur users. Everybody's got mm. like a, have a really good quality picture. Well, it's, it's it's interesting how Instagram has grown, and you brought up two really good points there. One is 
Instagram is now a business tool and it has been for a few years now. Um, and the other thing is the, the use of filters. And I think we'll touch on business first is now obviously, you know, you scroll through Instagram, one in every five posts or so seems to be an advert. You go through Explore, there's adverts there. Do you think that the removal of likes will impact business um, on Instagram? Do you think businesses will pull away from Instagram because they don't have that easy metric? Or do you think there's the alternatives of insights and engagement that will almost replace the, the like functionality? Mm. Well, I guess in terms of advertising, you're still going to have the metrics, you know, like clicks and, you know, pages. People don't and really that. like ads. They, they, yeah. they either click on them, which is, yay, good, we want that, or they scroll past it. Like, I don't know anyone who would stop to like an ad. It's more with sort of maybe sponsored content or influencer, like, um, endorsement stuff that I think maybe it's going to have. Yeah, that. like a passive ad. Yeah, the, rest, think the, the response from influencers have been really interesting. We'll talk about that a bit later. Mm. Um, I think the other thing you brought up that's really interesting is Instagram is almost known as the platform alongside Snapchat where, you know, you filter your face, you filter everything, you make sure everything looks perfect and pristine. You know, you put a filter on your face and it closes your skin up and such. And um, they've recently added a, I believe it's called Instagram Studio as well. So they're adding more filters, more... AR functionality and focusing a lot more on that. What, to edit your your face? Yeah, so well, if you go on Instagram edit stories... Edit your yeah. Let's well, face it, as people are going to use it. <laughs> they have yeah. um, something similar now to like the Snapchat's AR filters. Yeah. So you, know, the, you know, the classic dog ears thing. Um, they're doing similar things to that. And it's interesting that they're trying to remove the pressure of um, likes whilst also keeping on that pressure of, you know, you need to look perfect well, here. Just giving filter you that more opportunities. You. Well, I guess yeah, I would argue that. it's more for fun because you can see how these come across as fun, but there are uh, versions of it where it's like, you know, like they give you bigger lips, bigger eyes. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. It is interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's... Eventually, like if you see it often enough, like I've struggled in my entire life with body image and things like that, and I didn't even grow up with social media. Like I only got it when I was a, in my late teens, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's this sort of effect, but en masse, of magazine photoshopping, um, mm. you know, really good lighting and makeup in films and things like that. It warps your perception of what's normal. And now everyone can be yeah. so abnormal. If, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so even though, like, there was a sort of layer of disconnect with, like, film stars and things where you go, oh, they're, they're a film star. Yeah, like, they're normal Hollywood, people yeah. don't look like that. But now, in your pocket every day are people who look, quote-unquote, perfect. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where you... You don't, you can't accept as reality the, the real photos well, of you. <laughs> it trickles down because you get, there's like different levels. You've got like the, the celebrities and you've got like the influencers who are kind of mm -hmm. like semi-celebrities. Yeah. And then you've got your mates or people in your social circle who try to act like the influencers. So it yeah. does trickle down. So you do see it more regularly. So I think, yeah, the pressure is on. Mm. It's interesting as well, the mention of influencers. Um, obviously, influencer marketing is huge. It's mm -hmm. blowing up like every day, you know, and it's impossible not to go across like an article of it every day, the importance of it, the impact of it. How do you think influencer marketing um, will be sort of challenged by this? Because uh, something I was reading about is saying that influencers have, um, some influencers said that their follower count has slowed. It's gone to about 50% of what it was because people find it diff more difficult to engage with their content because they're not able to, mm. you know, leave a like and um, 
Well, take away the likes. What else is there to to judge from the outside in? Because all you've got then is following and followers. And, and I guess... Yeah, comments, I guess. I think what, what I can understand is if you're passively scrolling through and you're like, oh, I like that, like it, and that takes you two seconds to double tap yeah. something. So to, make a, to write a comment, even if it's just an emoji or something, it takes more clicks, more effort. Yeah. So engagement will go down a little bit in that way. But then I think in the long run, it's a more positive thing because you're getting like quality. Yeah. You're not getting quantity of passive button pressing. You're getting people who actually really do want to say something. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so it, it's sort of like a does the content, qualified lead. <laughs> does, does the content dip in quality though? Because before, I think it will. Yeah, because before I'd say, well, this got a thousand likes, this got 500, the one got a thousand likes because I put more time and effort into it. Whereas now I can post whatever I want and I'm almost free of judgment. I feel like I think that would improve the quality of the content because I think more real. everything's so curated and posed and people take hundreds of selfies or hundreds of photos of something before they'll post it and then they filter it and then they do this sounds exhausting sounds like connor <laughs> yeah no i there's I, wanting um, to get a good photo and there's needing to live up to this standard this well i think i'm in that bracket because i've not posted in over a year and it's because i i think i do have like was it performance anxiety yeah and it's not even that i've got like a massive following or anything I've, I've got like i think it's pretty average to have I know a couple hundred people. Yeah, I don't get that many likes, but like, even with that small audience, I feel a pressure to live up to something. I don't know why. Well, because you're a performer at that point. When you're putting yourself out there in front of an audience, you're a performer, and like your yeah, yes. I suppose. I suppose. your pictures are being judged. You know, in the way that um, any sort of creative medium would be. Mm. Um, so I, I think it is easy to get that anxiety and I think the mental health focus is yeah. incredible here um, and it's interesting to think do you think any other social media companies will uh, will follow suit I know yeah. Facebook have looked into it obviously um, they own Instagram yeah. so they've, they've looked into removing likes from Facebook but from what I've read it seems very unlikely because it's a bit more yeah you've got more options on Facebook you can yeah. do those different sort of reactions yeah things. but there's not a lot of negative ones no, you think you, about, I think you can get the frowny face. The angry but then react. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's not, you know, there's the, the like and it's the thumbs up. There's yeah. not a thumbs down, effectively. An interesting example, I suppose, counterpoint to Instagram. Um, the, the one, the place I spend most of my time online is YouTube. And that was voted to be the most positive for mental okay. health. Um, and that's got both likes and dislikes. You can actively show your dislike. Yeah. on YouTube yet, and yet it's still considered a healthier place than Instagram I think because it's hard you can't face tune a video as easily as you can face tune a photo yeah but it, there's a slightly higher barrier to entry because a, a video takes it's a little bit more effort yeah. than a photo so I wonder what would happen if they put a dislike uh, action on Instagram I don't think that would be a positive thing <laughs> but like, I, I, on I, YouTube I, they don't and I'd like to dislike are important but then nothing compared to comments, shares, views. Engagement, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's interesting if they did add dislike to Instagram to see what gets impacted by it because you can see a lot of obviously controversial political people maybe getting well, the dislikes there. I could also think though if someone's posting an advert on Instagram or something like that, people would mm. probably go, I don't want to see this in my feed, I'll dislike it. Mm. Um, so it could really impact you know, that sort of forced content that appears in your feed. 
um, which could be quite interesting. It's only if um, sort of your feed gets affected by what you dislike and like. So then the very, very basic example is like the screensavers on our laptops, it shows you different photos. And yeah. If you don't like the photo, it says you, you can click, oh, I don't want to see anything similar to this again. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you use the like and dislike as a sort of thing, like it doesn't go to the creator, let's say. Like it, it's not like I dislike you or I like you. Yeah. It's just a sort of uh, content filtering de device. I think that would be quite useful. But mm. adding a dislike to something where so many children use it. Yeah. I don't think that's... If they're getting stressed about how many likes they are or aren't getting... Imagine what they'll think if they got like a thousand dislikes because someone just wanted to be horrible to them and they got a bot to do it or something. And it's, I was going to say bots. You know, what's this going to do to the whole bot industry? Because I know you can buy and you can buy and uh, maybe buy comments now. Maybe it comments. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I love this content. This is, well, I mean, you already get that. You know, yeah. just put like this is great, and it's like a picture of your nan. You just like, yeah. what? <laughs> it's that like clear disconnect. But is it going to? It's going to render content, the bro. Yeah, nice. And then there are a load of emojis, but the the like bots. If this goes ahead with you know all countries, they're going to be made redundant effectively. I guess people go buying followers then. Well, I mean, they already are. So yeah. that's why I was mentioning before. What else can you judge an account off? But if we already know you can buy followers and that's the only thing to go off, it's going to make that figure a lot more questionable. Yeah. Maybe the ratio anyway. becomes more important, you know, the follower to following ratio. Maybe then that you've got like celebrities or, you know, influencers yeah. who like, follow only a couple of friends. They're going to be like adding everyone. But yeah. then maybe that's it. That's the, you know, instead of how many likes you get now, it will be solely how many followers do you have compared to how many people do you follow? That, that is still a metric that's also looked at by, um, you know, PR companies trying to uh, purchase services of an influencer. So I guess they already account for that, but I think having the followers and the likes to go off gave you a bit more to sort of yeah. Yeah. gauge how real that was. But I guess now you've only got one thing to go off, mm. which is already known to be sort of I don't know. Especially to look at comments. Um, because again, even if comments are a harder thing to bot, um, mm. they're a harder, they're a, a, a more, slightly more effortful yeah. <laughs> form of engagement than the like. So I think a high um, ratio of followers to comments will be the new, oh wow, you're, you know, you're yeah. in demand. It'll be interesting as well then how content react to that because you could see more of a focus based off making sure people comment making sure people follow making sure people click through on yeah. links and which was your favorite shoe yeah exactly anything well they already do that they, yeah has already asked stupid questions like what's your favorite day of the week like, yeah what? <laughs> i like monday yeah everyone does friday <laughs> everyone knows it should be friday so you can't see the likes as a a viewer you can't see the likes but as a user you can by going onto the but you don't get a number you, you don't get a number by list no. yeah. you get so, a list of people so people are going to be sat there now you know scrolling through from in maybe everyone's getting really good at mental arithmetic because sure. just that's going to be a plug-in online that's the thing i was going to mention is how long is it going to take before an app comes along that just tallies your life it's likes not even hard though because you'd exactly. be able to if, if you can break it down like that on i don't know pc It'll just count how many is in that list. Yeah, so I, I, I think... Is this like a wasted really like, effort? Mm, I don't think so. Well, no. I think Instagram have done their part for what they want to achieve. Yeah, they but can. I always think, you know, whatever 
whatever happens, there's always a way around it. Yeah, in regards to whenever software removes something, someone replaces it. Whenever you know something disappears, the new version of it appears, and mm. um, I think you're always going to have that issue. Um, mm. Going back to sort of influencer marketing and its impact on this. So I also read about influencers saying that it removes the sort of drive from them to produce content when they don't have that instant validation of um, you post something and then two minutes later, you know, you check your Instagram, the likes pop up in the corner. You're still of people's faces popping up saying that they've liked it. They're just not going to get them as a number. Hmm. So you're still going to get the, the instant gratification of, you know, all these people, these people with faces now, not just a number on the screen liking it. And I think the main focus of this i know we are coming at it from a marketing point of view because that is the nature of yeah. what we do but the main focus of this new test is mainly on young people's mental health and though the young people talking about their their immediate thought isn't oh let's get a plug-in and actually see how many likes i've got their immediate sort of experience of the app is going to be less toxic because they're not gonna kind of start basing their self-worth on things like that yeah um, I'd like to see, I'm interested to see where it goes with other platforms and how they sort of react. Because I'm sure, I don't know, like Twitter's been asked, like, what's their response to this going to be? Yeah. So I'd like to see how other platforms sort of morph around this sort of idea about positive mental health. Mm. Twitter will be really interesting because I think the variety of content's a lot broader on Twitter than it is on Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, especially... It's way more political as well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, and like business-wise, opportunity-wise, I feel like... Uh, marketing on Twitter is a sort of broader tool than it is on Instagram. So it'll be interesting to see if they remove likes, does mm -hmm. it go to retweets? Does it go to comments? Do, can you still see, you know, who's liked your post that just don't get that number? And um, But it was interesting reading about how important the numbers are to influencers. It's not, they don't necessarily have the motivation of scrolling for a list of people and thinking, okay, all these people liked my content. They... Um, interest for them was seeing that norm number at the bottom of the screen saying 47, you know, yeah. 1,000, 2,000, well, like. It's different because that's their livelihood, yeah. isn't it? And then to us, it's just more social gratification, I guess, mm. or self. Yeah, totally understand why, because it's also kind of a, a way of measuring personal development sort of thing. Like, so a lot of the YouTubers I watch, they have like sort of, okay, that video did pretty good because it got this amount. That mm. video has done really well because it got this. This video is basically failing because of X. And then they use that to learn about what content to produce in the future. Yeah. So there's definitely a value to it. It's not sort of vanity <laughs> all the time. Uh, but again, I don't know. It'd be great. It's it's for the, for the best. Like yeah. change is good. It's going to push you know, boundaries. There are workarounds for people who do yeah. need to know the numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for the vast majority of users, I think it's just going to remove that niggly little... Yeah. So overall, are we for it or against it? I think it's very early days. Yeah, Yeah. I think I'm a bit both. I think another thing to... Quite a sort of hard-hitting question that's useful to address in this is... So, Lizzie, why would you say you post on Instagram? <laughs> we were saying this before. Um, I don't follow or I'm not followed by anyone I don't know in real life. So no influencers, so, no companies, no? No, no, I just, no. <laughs> you keep the like, circle sort of fairly tight. Basically, yeah. yeah, I think I've even got one or two people who are like my very favorite like online content producer yeah. people. So when I post on Instagram, it's mainly like a bit of a diary, a little bit like, 
I've tried really hard to look nice today. Please, yeah. please, God, tell me I look <laughs> awful. But um, it, it's mainly just here is a nice thing that I've done that I want to share with my friends and family. Like, yeah. okay. And what about you, Connor? I'd be lying if it wasn't if I said it wasn't for the people. Because I think so. Explain that. Well, because um... I think there's a lot of stuff where people say, you know, oh, I'm doing it for me. I think deep down, you know, it's like there's no such thing as a selfless deed. Yeah, and it's it's interesting as well because I think um, people recognise with women that it's all you know there's a lot of body image issues, but I think yeah. that expands to ma- men, man, man, expands to man, expands to to mankind, uh, you know, expands to men, you know, almost equally. And tell me about that. How does how does the validation um, that you're you're seeking for impact the content I don't even know you produce? Where it came from, you know? Okay. It's more um, professional with you almost because with you, me, yeah. Because you, you spend your life essentially like looking, at, looking at stuff and going, oh no, that maybe that's better and that's gonna get more engagement than this. Yeah, I do judge images by like the quality and like it's not even just the images, but the captions as well. Because I know people like spend ages, um, like you know, debating which captions funniest, which ones you know, which ones gonna work the best. But I guess now without the likes, there's not that pressure. It's just down to how it looks, which I guess for me would be better. I okay, think. interesting. So one of the things we've been doing on recent episodes is our takeaways. So Lizzie, can I get your takeaways? Uh, What's your overall feeling on Instagram removing likes? Um, a good first step um, because there's been lots of pressure for social media platforms to take more responsibility for their users' mental health. So it's good to see something happening, but um, kind of wait to see what happens. I think cautious optimism is okay. my takeaway. Connor and your takeaways? My takeaways is I'm kind of looking forward to it being taken further. So you think no. it should take away likes? Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah, I thought about that for a second, but yeah, generally, yeah, because I thought, you know, there will be ways around it. Uh, it's not gone forever. You can see if you still want to see it, if, if you're interested. But I think it's taking it back to the roots of what it was, an, Im- an image sharing app. So I guess, yeah. I think, yeah, for me, my takeaway is that it'll be interesting to see how my social strategy develops based off what's being removed, what's being added to replace it, if anything replaces it. Um, And I I look forward to it. I think it'll be really interesting. So thank you very much, guys. Um, Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, uh, 99pgenz. And don't like us because we're... Yeah, and and you know what? Like us while you can because you might not be able to very soon. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye.